Listen to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golson. It is Thursday, June 20th, Sarah. Thank you, Andy. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> sorry. That I really don't know what day it is anymore. I'm working like three, I'm working three weeks ahead right. on social media right now. So I'm, I'm already in July. And why are we doing this? Why? Because it's June and July, which means lots of travel. Yep. Conventions. Conventions. And one of those is the LCMS National Youth Gathering, mm-hmm. which we are thrilled uh, to be uh, to be able to broadcast live from the, yeah. the LCMS National Youth Gathering and also there to meet over, what, 20,000 oh, youth man. and adults from across the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and some of our partner churches as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand we may have the opportunity to speak with uh, some youth from some of our partner churches, international partner churches while we're there, Ooh. and uh, get to meet them, maybe even have them on that our broadcast, be, which would be outstanding. That'd be really cool. So what are we going to be? What are we going to be learning? What are we going to be studying in terms of God's Word when we're at the LCMS National Youth Gathering in studio this morning? The Reverend Dr. Joel Leyenbauer, Director of the LCMS Commission on Theology and Church Relations, and the guy who's always tasked, it seems like, with the, every three years, <laughs> with the, the duty of of helping us dig into the Scriptures and and um, and and learn what it is that we're going to study at the National Youth Gathering. Good morning, Dr. Leyenbauer. Well, great to be with you guys. I get energy just being in this room. With you. Maybe it's talking. <laughs> about the youth helps with that too (laughs) or it could be the coffee Um, so so the theme this year real present god uh, Mm -hmm. is the theme for the lcms national youth gathering tell me about this this theme where this this theme comes from that's always one of the coolest parts of the youth uh, gathering planning process to me is when we get together right at the beginning of that three-year period and choose a theme because Mm -hmm. wow you know how do you choose a theme and you know what are the choices and and it's kind of hard to it's a little bit chaotic actually you know those meetings that in which that happens but for some reason at, at this meeting three years ago or so we started to move toward looking at the Psalms, and especially Psalm 46. It might have even been at that time in connection with the 2017 and the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, mm-hmm. and a mighty fortress, you know, mm-hmm. and so on. But we started looking into the Psalms, and as we started to meditate on the Psalms, Psalm 46 at the center, but others, these these words just kind of emerged as critical to what the Psalms are, the, the real the Psalms are just so real. You, know, you have real people like David, but others, just just being honest, you know, about their circumstances in life, whether it's great joy or great suffering or great depression or whatever it is. It's just very real. And and we thought we live in a world today where kids kids need, you know, to, to, we need to get real, you know, with with them, and they we need to allow them to get real with us. And then this this present word of knowing at the same time when you open up the Psalms, you really are almost immediately in the presence of God. I mean, that's why the Psalms have been so uh, rich in devotional use. You know, we, we just sort of know God is speaking to us here. We can speak to him. And then finally, seems pretty obvious, but the God part is that, you know, <laughs> finally, it's it's not so much about us and our real experiences. Uh, it's it's about him. And the Psalms point us to God and especially to Jesus Christ in such a profound and direct way. That, that those words just kept popping out. It's an unusual theme because it's not a it's not a sentence. It's not an expression. It's just three words with a period after each one of them, so that you stop, you know, and think about that for a while. And that's another thing that happened as we were looking at the Psalms. Luther, 
in in his little book on a simple way to pray talks about how too often we kind of rush through the, our reading the Bible and our reading of the Psalms. Luther says, "Slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just chew on each word, really, and and really meditate on that. Pray about that. And that's those periods are a little reminder about that too. You know." Uh, just a couple of years ago, I kind of got a little tired, if I can confess this, of this read through the Bible routine. You know, it got to feel more like an exercise and just, you know, um, checking a box and saying, yeah, I did my reading for today. And I switched over to a, a method of just taking a psalm each day, but really spending time with it throughout the day and every word of it. And and that was a very meaningful experience to me that year. And so we're trying to encourage people to take the Psalms a little more seriously than maybe Mm -hmm. they do, spend time in them, and to think of them around those three words, real, present, God. So I rambled on long enough. You you (laughs) ask another question, Andy. And then we'll be I, out of time. I have the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it, I mean, that that's true. I, I, I read through the Psalms quite a bit just for um, posting them on social media because mm-hmm. they're in the treasury of daily prayer and they're, they're just part of our... Um, part of our walk through this Christian life, hopefully. Uh, but every time I come across, like Psalm 51 comes up a lot because it's in a lot of our liturgy. It, mm-hmm. it just comes up pretty frequently. But every time I read it, uh, I, I find something new or something else hits mm-hmm. me that I didn't realize before. And, and they're, they're just, they're very, there's a lot of meaning in them. There is. And part of the reason that happens, Sarah, I think, and it's true of the rest of the scriptures too, but especially the Psalms is because our own life experiences change, mm-hmm. you know, and so the way that and the Psalms are so, I mean, so connected to our real human experience that when you're at this point in life, that same Psalm is going to affect you because you're different and you're facing different challenges. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's just one of the, I mean, the miraculous things about the Word of God, mm-hmm. you know, that you could never, ever get to the point of saying, well, I think I've pretty much got it down, you know, <laughs> because, you know, they're infinitely rich, but God has designed them to speak to our constantly changing circumstances of life. And um, so it's, yeah, I'm shocked in the same way, like, wow, I kind of thought I, you know, <laughs> kind of had that one figured out and it figured me out, you know, in a way that I, I never expected. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to get to study the Psalms, uh, Psalm 46, most definitely, and, and, and some of the other selected Psalms, as we see on the column <laughs> yeah. of some of our books, um, selected Psalms. Mm-hmm. What sets apart the Psalms from uh, the rest of Scripture? Yeah. Uh, Luther, in his preface, and by the way, if you have the wonderful Lutheran study Bible, uh, I think the the section on the psalms in that bible has most if not all of luther's preface to the psalms and it's it's one of the most i mean it might sound kind of boring luther's preface to the psalms <laughs> it's not boring um it, it, take a look at it uh it's delightful he he loved the psalms and uh i like his depiction of the psalms as as basically a little bible 
he says it's as if the Holy Spirit said, well, maybe there are people who aren't going to have the time or take the time to read the whole Bible. So I'm just going to put one book in the Bible that packs the whole Bible together into one book. That might surprise some people to hear it described that way because it's so different than the rest of the Bible, really. You know, it's all these little poems, really, and songs. And that doesn't seem like the rest of the Bible. But if you look at the Psalms, every single theological theme in the Bible is unpacked in the Psalms in a, in a very direct and, you know, you want to talk about sin, you want to talk about law, you want to talk about judgment, you want to talk about salvation, you want to talk about the end times, you want to talk about the church, you want to talk about the sacraments, anything you can name as a theological theme of the Bible is in the Psalms. And Luther says, if all you had was the Psalms, you know, you'd be good. I mean, understanding, of course, that you'd need, you know, the lens of the New Testament to help you unpack um, some of those theological themes. But I think that's why, by accident, almost uh, that year that I really just sort of focused on the Psalms was so meaningful to me, because I kind of saw that in a way I had never seen it before, that um, it, it helps to know the whole Bible, of course. But when you have a sense of what the message of the whole Bible is, and you go to the Psalms, you can just see how God just packed it in there in such a beautiful way, and yet with such variety and beauty, you know, they're poems, songs, they speak to us. We all have songs running around in our heads, you know, that's the other thing. They stick in there, and mm -hmm. if you ask somebody, well, what do you know of the Bible? Uh, it, probably, you said Psalm 51, you know, is is got some themes running through there about confession and forgiveness, mm -hmm. but Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, mm -hmm. you know, um, the, the lines from the Bible that would probably come first to most people's minds are those songs of the Psalms running through running through our heads. And, and that's a beautiful thing, too, because uh, I need Scripture running through my head you know, <laughs> uh, to help me face the challenges of life. And the Psalms do that better than any other part of the Bible, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, there's such a, there's such a, a deep part of our liturgy. That yeah, just, that's the other they, thing. They just kind of mm -hmm. stick in your head. And every time, you know, if you look at the, the verse references in the hymnal from where a lot of our liturgy comes from, a lot of it is from the Psalms. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What are some of the, the themes that, that will be be uh, learning at, in these Bible studies at the gathering. Yeah, I, I think it all is kind of organized around, as, as we've tried to do in recent years, uh, around that three-word theme of the gathering, real, present, God. And in a way that seems like, wow, that's, you know, those are just three words. But what we found in previous gatherings is there's so much going on <laughs> you know, at a gathering, you know. I mean, just it, they're just too much, really. And so you can easily go to one of those things and get just kind of caught up in all that stuff and you leave and you're exhausted and thrilled and happy and, you know, everything. But just like, well, what did we learn? You know, it's kind of <laughs> like, and so we really are, we really have worked the last several gatherings in helping kids and adults leave the gathering with, with something kind of simple but profound in their minds and so each day of the gathering is going to work toward unpacking those those words and trying to put a a dimension on them that gives them a spectrum of meaning so even just the word real i talked about the need i think to be real with people and kids today but there's also you know the the dimension of it that of course, God is real. And in this world of kind of fake news and people having all kinds of crazy ideas about God or or 
ideas about God that they think are real, but just are 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 not real. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we need to kind of help them understand what that means, and and even the the concept of real has a lot of different possible connections and dimensions. God made Himself real, as in physically, really, truly present in Christ, the real presence of. Christ in the sacraments, you know, you can go a lot of different places with just that one word real. So those are kind mm-hmm. of some of the things that we want to try to do. Which we, we get to celebrate, too, to receive that good gift of the yes. real Jesus mm-hmm. in body and blood. Yeah. Uh, this, by the way, is Sarah's first national youth it gathering. It is my first oh my one. So I have never to... been. <laughs> wow. I'm not sure that I know what I'm in for. Dr. Lane <laughs> thank you so much for joining us this morning on the Coffee Hour. You're welcome. Thanks. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.